This is The Space Shot, episode 355 for May the 4th, 2018. Magellan, I'm John Mulnix. On May 4th, 1989, the Space Shuttle Atlantis lifted off from Kennedy Space Center on a four-day mission to deploy the Magellan spacecraft into low Earth orbit. Magellan was mated to the inertial upper stage, a two-stage rocket that used two solid rocket motors to generate the thrust that was needed to take the spacecraft from low Earth orbit to a trajectory for a 15-month cruise to Venus. The launch in 1989 marked the end of more than a decade of no interplanetary science missions for NASA. The Magellan probe was also the first interplanetary mission that launched from a space shuttle. This mission was notable for yet another reason. It was the first time that the now-common aerobraking technique was used to slow a spacecraft. Using a planet's atmosphere to slow a spacecraft allows ground controllers to not use as much fuel for traditional orbit-lowering maneuvers. On this mission, aerobraking was studied after Magellan had performed many of its mapping duties. The original goal of the mission was to map up to 90% of the Venusian surface, a goal that was exceeded, with Magellan mapping 98% of the surface at a resolution of around 100 meters using synthetic aperture radar. Synthetic aperture radar is a technology that utilizes the movement of a spacecraft to create a larger dish, as it were, than can be carried physically on board a spacecraft. There's a Sandia Labs link that I'm including in the show notes that has more details on this technology. It's a little bit more in-depth than I can explain here. Having a resolution of around 100 meters allowed the Magellan spacecraft to map features that were the size of about a football field, good for creating a global map that shows large geographic features on the planet. In addition to mapping the surface features of Venus, Magellan also gathered gravity data on the planet, showing that the features we see are created by geologic processes that are markedly different than the ones here on Earth. The spacecraft also showed that volcanic flows cover the surface of this hellish world. We've talked about the surface conditions before. The temperatures reach about 475 degrees Celsius, or about 890 Fahrenheit. If you'd like to learn more about Venus and some of the proposed missions to this planet, check out episodes 5, 6, 86, 113, 291, and a whole bunch of others. The five astronauts on this shuttle Atlantis mission performed other experiments during the flight. One of the interesting things I noticed while researching this episode is how NASA used to share material before a launch. Audio interviews with the crew could be obtained by calling a phone number between 8 a.m. and noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. These short sound bites were on tapes that were changed out daily in the lead-up to the launch. That's a far cry from how we share audio files in 2018. Now you can record, share an email attachment, or upload a file to a file-sharing website or podcasting hosting website and download them at your convenience. It's remarkable how much has changed with electronics between the start of the shuttle program and its end in 2011. We went from tapes playing on a set schedule to files that could be downloaded on demand anywhere on the planet. On the Magellan website, there's also a cool link to a NASA page that explores the solar system symbols for various planets. 
If you're a teacher and you've got students, be sure to check out the show notes for a link to this page. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the holiday of sorts that's celebrated on May 4th. May the 4th Be With You is the unofficial anniversary date for Star Wars, and it's celebrated around the world, and in orbit. In 2015, astronauts on the International Space Station celebrated the event by watching Star Wars on the projector screen that's been installed at the station. Astronauts get to enjoy a variety of movies on that projector, something that sounds pretty dang awesome to me. The one drawback to watching a movie in zero-g is that the popcorn would probably get everywhere, so that'd be a no-go. I'm pretty sure everyone that listens to this podcast would willingly trade popcorn for watching a movie in zero-g. I know I would. I'm linking to a picture from 2015 that shows what Star Wars they were watching on the station. Frankly, I'm a bit disappointed at the choice. It was Revenge of the Sith, but to each their own, I suppose. Personally, I would have gone with The Empire Strikes Back, which I think is by far the best of the Star Wars movies. In any case, I find it fascinating that the 4th of May is celebrated on Earth and in space. Tomorrow, the first flight of Endeavor. I hope all of you have a fantastic rest of your day. I appreciate each and every one of you that listen to the podcast every day. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends and family. Tag one of them and let them know about your favorite episode. I'd also really appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure The Space Shot is more visible in the Apple Podcasts app. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook, just search The Space Shot, or check out the links in the show notes and you'll find me. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.